Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey loves, it's Antonio here with Nana Tings. I have a cute, quick episode of Tings Tea Time where we talk about the art of loving myself and aura sexuality. So before I get into it, I gotta play some ads in Tings. So grab your blunt, your drink, your water, whatever the fuck you want and enjoy the ride. Also, you're gorgeous. Say it back. Ugh, I still can't get over Glamorous. I need season two here ASAP. Pure queer joy. Anyway, love y'all. Hey everyone, I just want to say I have three books out right now and I appreciate the support from all of you, from everyone that got my first book, Falling Androids in Phoenix, to my second, Romance in a Mono Road, and my current third, Baby, Antonio's Return. Check it out at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon. You can easily just search my name, Antonio Laranzo, L-I-R-A-N-Z-O, and go get a copy, review it, love it, share it, and all the things. Okay? self and aura sexuality. These are two concepts actually that I am going to be diving into in August. I have my fourth book coming out, The Art of Loving Myself, literally in about three to four weeks it will be available. Um, more information on that on my threads and Instagram. I'm really excited. I haven't put out a book since 2021. Uh, this one though is very very special and I, I talk about a lot of trauma and in depression and anxiety but also like real love and falling for someone and getting heartbroken and I, I feel like I take a lot of these topics and really just dive into them deeper than what is usually spoken because I think where my art is starting to go is I'm tired of the commercialization of these emotions, right? Like, I'm all about being like a sad boy and, you know, this and that, but, you know, sometimes it can feel really pseudo and I think it's time to bring my full entity into all of my art. And with that being said, I am going in a direction after writing poetry to start writing music. And I do have a song recorded already. Um, you know, the process of music, which I'm learning, is taking a while. And I have to go in and re-record, do some layers and all that, and start for me an EP. But until then, um, I have to make sure the book's out first. Because I'm realizing as an artist, which I guess some of you guys can relate to when listening to this, that sometimes we take on a lot. And then we realize, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm getting overwhelmed. And I feel like that has been me a lot this summer because there's been moments of, like, okay, focus on music. But then it's like, oh, wait, you know, this book needs to be done. And then it's now I'm selling merch with my book. And it's like that alone needs to have a full team, you know. And doing it as a one-person show, it it is a lot. And don't get me wrong, I have my house of Antonio. I have people that help edit my book. You know, I have, people, I have a friend that is doing the cover and the back cover. So, you know, there I have so much help. I am my producer, I am my co-songwriter with my music. So I have help there, but you know, in the sense of like assistant work, admin work, marketing, creating, that's all me. So sometimes it's just, you know, it's a lot. So bear with me as I make changes this summer and really go in and out of stuff. I have to really, you know, um, signify the brand of Antonio. With that being said, though, is a lot of vulnerability. As you all know, I've had somewhat of a public breakup. And I, you know, it's been a journey. It's been almost four months since the breakup, which I chose to leave. 
And I've had a few episodes about it, so I really don't want to talk about too much about the breakup, to be honest, because I already, you know, have discussed that via Instagram, via podcast, via right, you know, all of it. But I will say sometimes you don't know someone that you're dating, and the, what's crazy about the red flags is I think we get so blinded in either loving the person or trying to help the person that people tell you who they are from the jump, you know? And now I look back, I was like, this person literally gave me warning signs months prior. And I'm hearing a lot of news and allegations now about them where I'm like, wow, I did not date this person. This is someone completely different. Or maybe I was dating this person and you they had a very good poker face, you know? But the reason why I bring this up is because I want to touch on two topics today. Well, I guess they're the one topic technically because I believe the aura sexuality is a part of the art of loving myself and really diving in on who I am and all that but I want to give four shout outs really quick to all these books that have literally been life-changing I want to start out by saying codependent no more by Melody Beattie has been game changing for me I will put all the links in these books in my bio when I say that this book was talking to me it was insane. I did not realize until this last relationship, and I guess subconsciously I knew to leave because I started getting really triggered that I was codependent for so fucking long. It really, it struck a chord with me because, you know, you look back at your childhood and you go, okay, where did this form, right? And growing up without a father, my mom really had to work a lot. And I don't blame her. She had to do a lot to keep us alive and surviving. And it was really difficult. But with that, I had to be a caretaker for my brother. You know, my brother is three years younger and I love him so much. That's my best friend. So for me, I had to make sure he was okay. You know what I mean? Like as the older child, it's like I'm cooking. But even him, you know, he had to grow up quick too. He was, I remember him like boiling rice at the age of five. Like we, we had to step in these roles of like adulthood very quickly as, you know, eight years old. So it, I've realized that I've been a caretaker my whole life, like making sure my mom was always okay after doing doubles, making sure my brother was okay, that I never really got to take care of myself, right? And then I realized that a lot of that stemmed into my my 20s where, you know, I've talked about this before in another podcast about the Velvet Rage and how there's three stages of being queer and a lot of us are stuck in stage two where we think our queerness is based on like dick count social uh, media validation instant gratification you know and that that's why i i really relate to sapiosexual and uh demisexuality and aura sexuality because i've learned that a lot of my sexuality you know validation was based on like who wanted me and validation but at the end of the day i have to love myself you know and that's all codependency though right a lot of the times we won't spend time in our own thoughts And for some people that aren't codependent, they'll go into addictions, whether it's a lot of sex, drugs, drinking, all that gambling, you know, all that kind of shit. Or some people will go into taking care of someone else, a project. So this book really broke it down for me. And I, I just have to say it is game changing. A quick one, which is, uh, you know, a TED Talk one is How to Fix a Broken Heart by Guy Winch. And that book was amazing as well. He talks about, you know, getting over uh, a pet's death and also heartbreak. Uh, it's, it's a very quick, quick read and also audiobook. I think it was like three or four hours. So honestly, I highly re- recommend it. I just finished The Power of Letting Go by John Perkis. And 
that really helped me learn to let things go. And not just with breakups, it could be anything. It could be a comment or feedback about your art. It could be a fucking stupid troll online trying to come for you for no reason. This one, you know, this book just gives you key tips of like how to just like breathe and be like, you know what? I know myself, I know my worth so much that like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like this is me. Um, and then Brianna West or we, I don't know if I'm saying it wrong, but anyway, girl, I love your books. I need to read your essay book soon, but the, when you're ready, this is how you heal. Was an amazing addition to Codependent No More. Having this book really, first of all, it teaches you. I wanna just say, you can't time heartbreak. You just can't. And for me, this really taught me that like, I'm allowed to still slip up, you know what I mean? I'm allowed to have a moment of missing this person, right? I'm allowed to have a moment of being angry. Grief has no time. I was in an almost a year relationship. Three months is not gonna erase that history of that love, okay? I'm not a robot. I, I don't just shut off my heart. Anyone that knows me knows that. So this book really taught me how to gently go through the emotions and don't be so hard on yourself and take your time to heal. And when in doubt, it's gonna happen. But there's not a magic button to erase memories and nor should you erase memories. You know, you gotta feel it and just know that the light of the tunnel will be great, but it's gonna be fucking weird. So those are my four book shout outs. I just wanna say, um, now going into aura sexuality. Now, what is that for me? You know, I wrote an article on Medium, a little plug in, check it out if you want. Uh, aura sexuality for me is being able to vibe off of someone before having sex with them. I So it's a little bit of a combination of demisexuality, which is having a connection. You know, some people, they will be until married or some people need a few dates. You know, it's a spectrum sexuality. So each to each their own, but for me, demisexuality is more like, I'm down to be an intentional slut, to be honest. Like, I'll, I've had one night stands. I, when I travel, I love having a travel boyfriend for the weekend. I think that chemistry and that getting to know each other, like, forms a connection better. So for me, that's what it is. I personally, like, listen, I've tried the whole grinder scruff, all that, like, one night stand kind of app stuff. And, and for me, I don't really get off on it because even if the guy's hot, let's say lizard brain physicality, it's like the connection, my higher conscious and new mammal brain, I'm not connecting with that. So I'm learning that like as I get older and I develop a lot of this witch powers and my portals and my energy and my art, I cannot have lizard brain sex anymore. I can't just look at a hot guy and be like, let's have sex. Like, first of all, I don't even know what your vibe is. I don't know what baggage you're gonna throw on me. And also, some people are also like weird with when I stand sex. Like some people don't kiss. Some people don't like cuddling. Like, I don't know. I know what I want and I know what I like. And my intuition third eye will not lead me the wrong way, especially when it comes to a hookup. So that's part of our sexuality with demisexuality. And then the other part is the uh, sapiosexuality where intelligence, I like to be courted. I like, I like to have an intriguing conversation. Mind fuck me. Like, I miss the days before a lot of people had iPhones when, I mean, granted, when I was 20, iPhone 4 was out, 21, 5, but that was still an era where you were still going out a little bit, like the gay scene in New York and like Chelsea and Hell's Kitchen, where you were still going out and meeting people and having conversations. And for me, that's what I miss. I miss like, listen, if you want to jump someone's bones, do it. But like a five hour conversation before it or like buying each other a drink is fucking great.
Also, what is it about this culture on Grinder where like you don't get each other's names? Like I don't understand the whole like let's talk all day and have sex yet. I don't know your name. Like for me, that's a little hurtful. Like you should know my name, bitch. I'm Antonio. Like get with it. And also the whole like send nudes but like not even have a face picture or like send nudes and then like not even talk to me and then if I send you nudes back it's because you're just going to jerk off or you're going to catfish me and say the photos and then block me. Weird ass shit, man. Now this is not slut shaming. I just want to make a little FYI. I am all about an intentional slut. Now for my hoes out there that are just digging around and all that without any consequential thinking or risky behavior or anything. My question for you is, is your soul happy? Because a lot of the times, especially in the sex community, there is a lot of dark energy there in the sense of, I'm not saying all, because there are the intentional sluts out there. So, you know, y'all know what you're doing. So, hey. But for a lot of, some of the people, including, you know, people I've dated, and the reason why we've had these big conversations with them, I... Some people will do it for validation, which, trust me, is what I've gone through part of my 20s, and then they will go home still sad, right? Or they'll go home still not happy. Or they'll think they're happy, right? But then they have those, like, random cry attacks or panic attacks or crying in the shower or um, self-doubt or or looking for the next instant gratification. That's the thing. A lot of humans are so wired with instant gratification and lizard brain urges and compulsions that they don't realize that the longevity gratification is what we really want to make us happier and better and also have more of a purpose on this earth. And this is why all humans seek love, right? Love is healing. Love is beautiful. Love is sharing. Now, this is where I sometimes bump heads with some people in the queer community because some people are still using their sexuality as a validation with sex and dick count and all that i'm all about queerness is beautiful freedom is beautiful fuck the binary wear what you want sleep with who you want but also before you do that the sleeping part make sure you're good like that's the thing therapy meditation journaling fitness like make sure your soul is so happy that you are not aura wise getting fucked over by a one-night stand just because you need a quick 30-minute release and then you're taking on negative energy and baggage. And that's what I'm trying to say here with orosexual is like people don't realize sex is more than just physicality. It's when people say, oh, I'm gonna get off and like I can separate sex and love. Sex and love are different. But just cause someone's hot does not mean their aura can is not gonna taint you. And you may not be into aura talk, but at the end of the day, like a soul's living in your body. Don't forget you are flesh and bones and skin. You are a vessel. So your vessel feels the orgasm, right? Whether it's dick, vagina, whatever, ass. But your soul, right? That's a vibrant, that's vibration, that's energy. So I wanna, I wanna ask you, do you know that other soul you're fucking is feeling? Exactly. Get more tuned in, is all I'm saying. And that is our sexuality. Um, <laughs> I'm over here like, do we need an Antonio and Nikki talk? <laughs> Um, But yeah, that's been my own discovery this summer, actually, you know, going from the breakup to realizing my codependency tendencies and really just cutting that out, but also really embodying this aura sexuality. I think I'm not performing for anyone anymore. Like, I like what I like. I'm done chasing. I'm not doing double texts. You know, if you want it, I'll hit you up. But also, it feels really nice to be courted. Like, 
I'm really into dating my friends right now because I friends are your chosen family. And for me, choosing friends, it it's just it's amazing. These these are the people that I don't know, you choose to be around and share, you know, your energy and your moments and your breakthroughs and all that with. So yeah, I'm on this journey and you know, you're gonna see more poems about it coming soon and songs and all of it, but I thought I'd just have this teens tea time to really just like express that it's okay to like go up and down. And I think with codependency, we have this, there is a struggle because sometimes we'll get better. And then, you know, it, for me, it's been wiring of 30 years of codependence. So I have to make sure every day is a reminder to be like, okay, you're having an off day. That, that doesn't mean try to reach out to this person and try to heal them. If you're hearing something like it, I think the hardest part is learning to like love, um, from afar or like detach with love and that's something i've been working on with therapy is like i send you so much good energy to heal and to be better but i can't solve your problems or be your savior like we're all like it's like the oxygen mask right technique on the plane like you have to take care of you first before you can take care of anyone else and as cliche as that sounds it is so true and i think for my whole life and my past boyfriends of just trying to take care of them and be there for them i lost myself so right now this is the art of loving myself this is the journey of self-love self-expression creativity sexual freedom i do what i want at all times now and nor do i need to explain myself anymore and i really hope you know this little quick 20 minute episode helps you go about your day and everything and Go read those books, check it out. And yeah, there's more to come. Check out my work. I have some really cool shit coming out soon. Um, I love you all. And yeah, another disclaimer, no slut shaming here. If you're an intentional slut, I support. <laughs> I get it, I support it. I'm just talking about people that are just unhappy and, and force themselves to do things just because their animal brain, their lizard brain is telling them to do it, yet they go home and their soul's unhappy. So. It's more of a lookout, just, you know, self-love. It's, um, self-love isn't dick validation or someone calling you hot. Self-love is looking in the mirror knowing you're a bad bitch. Anyways, love y'all. Bye. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.